Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Mondays, where we talk to guests who are either professionals in the mental health space, advocates for mental health, or those that live with or experience a mental health challenge. And as a reminder, if you are watching this on YouTube, please make sure you mash down that button, the subscribe button, so that you don't miss another episode. Also, if you're watching this on Facebook or LinkedIn, make sure you follow our page so that, again, you don't miss another episode. But today, you get me. Yay. <clears throat> episode 41. You get to hang out with me because we are wrapping up Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month, which is the whole month of September. So I wanted to do a special Mental Health Monday verse bringing on a guest. And some of you are my friends on LinkedIn or your friends on my Facebook, and I've thrown out some information and alluded to really wanting to do some kind of workshop-ish around mental health in general, because BCC Evolution, we offer multiple levels of education starting at our Shift Your Mindset Boot Camp, which is really for those that struggle or are experiencing a mental health challenge and really leads them from the negative into the positive and start shifting the mind um, in that way. Then we have our mental health first aid classes, which we do Privately, we offer one per month to the general public, you, anybody that wants to take it. And then we also do them inside corporations, which is super awesome. And then the next level is our Breaking the Cycle of Trauma Master Education Program, which we just rolled out this summer. We also we already have two instructors trained, so three, including myself, well, I wrote the curriculum with lots of help from brilliant people, um, but we have three total instructors, and I thought it would just be really cool to be able to bring some of that education to you. So I threw out this question on Facebook. I'm getting back, I promise. I threw out this question on Facebook. If I were to do a workshop that ultimately gave you the information that you needed and or just give gave you some snippets of the classes that we do, would that be helpful for you as a person? And I was curious what value people would put on that. Well, I just decided today because it is the end of Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month and it is on my heart that I really want to share this with everybody and anybody to get access. And then if you want to take the full class, you absolutely can. You can join us for, it's a six hour class. Um, you can join us for the whole entire session to learn even more. But I thought it would be really cool just to share some bits and pieces of our breaking the cycle of trauma. And if you do participate, you actually get a certification as a cycle breaker. That's what we're calling all of our participants is cycle breakers, which I think is really cool because the, the pure definition of a cycle breaker is um, breaking that cycle and wanting to help and transform, um, which, eh, hello. So um, I wanted to bring you some of that information, but also um, I just, I mean, 
September is a month, of course, that is, it's amazing and it's challenging for myself um, because it happens to be also the month that my sister was born. Um, so September 6th. And so September, again, the whole month is um, Suicide Awareness Prevention Month. Um, it also has Suicide Awareness Week, which um, this year it was from the 4th until, I should probably get the dates right. Um, so yeah, so it was, well, the 3rd, um, I think it was the 3rd through the 10th. Um, and then it also uh, showcases World Suicide um, World Suicide Prevention Day, which is and was September 10th. So I ended up, which was this last weekend, um, or which was a couple weekends ago. Um, so I ended up doing a mental health first aid class that day with a bunch of nursing students, which was awesome. So it was a great day to um, be able to celebrate that day by educating people about mental health and suicide. So um, if you didn't know that, there you go. So September is an incredible month and it is one of the busiest other than May, which May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so May and September are BCC Evolution's busiest month with activities, events, um, all the things that we're doing. And just so happens this September, we have been really busy with educational classes, which is awesome. So that's what I want to do today is just give you um, some information to really end this month with giving you some knowledge, which is everything that I do with BCC Evolution. Our one thing is education. And it is in every single event we do. It is in every single class that we do. It is in every single speech or podcast or show that I personally do. It is in every single Mental Health Monday that we come to you. We give you education and resources around people and things and skills to be able to give you more resources around mental health, suicide, and then again, life skills. So if you haven't watched any of the other episodes, make sure you go back because every single guest that I have had up to date has just really like toppled over each other. And you'll find that there, there's this theme that most of the people that I bring on, the reason why they do what they do now is because at one point in time they experienced or they continue, continue to experience a mental health challenge and they want to be able to help other people not have to go through the same journey that they did. That's why I do BCC Evolution. I don't want anybody, any family to have to go through the journey of being a survivor to a loss of suicide. It's not a fun journey. Um, it is an unfortunate journey that I have, I have had to live through with my sister. And so that's why I do all that I do on a daily basis to bring education because I didn't understand what my sister was going through nor did I have the capacity to even try to understand. And she had attempted suicide six other times. And for me, like, I just didn't get it. I was like, why don't you want to be on this planet? Why don't you want to be alive? And I shut my emotions off to her because it was a emotional 
roller coaster for me every single time she attempted. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. And that's why five years after the last attempt that I knew of, I didn't see any of the signs, any of the symptoms, or I didn't even know what, what the difference was between a sign or a symptom or any of that to know and watch out for what my sister was going through. So that's why I do what I do, because I know that I wasn't educated. And I say the, I say we all go through the hoodoo voodoo, we do, coulda, shoulda, whatas, that's what I call them, as to when we lose someone by suicide. And I don't live in those anymore. Yes, maybe had I had these skills, the resources, the information, maybe could I have saved her life potentially. But the thing about it is that I would have seen what was happening. And in retrospect, I see her unraveling before she passed away. But in my mind's eye at that time, I didn't have the skills to acknowledge it, nor did I even know how to approach it. And so that's why I do what I do. And that's why I bring you all the information every single Monday. And why I'm here today is to give you even more information as we close up the month of September, which is Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. So let's get rolling. And and the cool part is that the last time I did this, I couldn't share my screen, but I know now that I can share my screen. So um, let's pop this in here and see if it works. I have to stream. Uh, where to go? Where to go? Meh, meh, meh. All right. Hey, ta-da. I figured it out. <laughs> so um, I'm going to run through a couple quick stats to let you know, like, why is it actually important to talk about mental health and suicide in general. So according to the CDC and the National Health Association, one in five Americans experience a mental illness in a given year. We also, let's see if it will advance, advance, come on, yes. Um, also one in 25 Americans live with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and major depression. Also, suicide is the second leading cause of death for individuals ages 10 to 34. That is a stat that has been around at least since 2016. But I will tell you, in Colorado, suicide is actually the first leading cause of death for ages 10 to 14 years old. Our youth are dying by their own hands, and that's not okay. So let's talk about it. Four of the leading causes of disability are major depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, and OCD. They are all mental illnesses. And an estimated two-thirds of all young people with mental health problems are not receiving the help that they need. So these are some of the stats as to why we need to start talking about mental health and suicide. And these are a couple stats about LGBTQ+. Um, we have added on a couple other acronyms into that, but really the plus incorporates everyone. Um, one that I like to point out is, um, is that LGBTQ plus youth are more than twice as likely to feel suicidal and over four times, four times as likely to attempt suicide compared to heterosexual youth. I'm going to read that again. LGBTQ plus youth are more than twice as likely 
to feel suicidal and over four times as likely to attempt suicide compared to heterosexual youth. And then a couple of stats on BIPOC. So that is black, indigenous, and colored people. Um, one to really point out is that 17% of black African-Americans with mental illness um, are less likely than white people to die from suicide at all ages. However, black and African-American teenagers are more likely to attempt suicide than white teenagers. Keep that in mind. We need to have the conversation. It doesn't matter what race, what gender, what ethnical background you are. Suicide has no borders. Suicide touches every single economical group, economic group. It is a worldly crisis. Just because you're one color, just because you're, you might be green or orange or purple or whatever color it is, right? Like, I don't see color. It touches all of us. So we need to start talking about it. But we also need to understand the barriers that some people experience with different cultural backgrounds. And that's really important. So some other cultural considerations is depending on the demographics, the social economical status, uh, gender, ethnicity, religion, beliefs, assess accessibility to care, and what is reported all play a role in mental health stats. So now is the time that we need to start talking about mental health. And another one that I really want to point out, I'm not going to share the whole entire um our whole entire uh, curriculum with you. But these are some of the ones that I just really wanted to point out. Um, and this goes into the next thing I want to share is that we need to start talking in first person language. So I'm going to jump over here. So what is first person language? So I am a human before I am any illness or diagnosis. So I, and these are some, some examples for you, but I am, instead of saying I am anxious, we can use I am feeling anxious or experiencing anxiety or saying I am overwhelmed. You are a person, you're not overwhelmed. Like it's like when your kids are like, I'm hungry. Hi, hungry. Nice to meet you. Right? Like we, <laughs> I say that actually to my son all the time. But he's not hungry. That's not him. He's a person before his feeling of being hungry. A lot of people, they say she's OCD. No, she's not. She experiences or lives with OCD, but she is not OCD. And we hear it really often in Colorado. A lot of people say the weather is bipolar. The weather is not bipolar. People stop saying that, please. It is not bipolar. It changes often, but that's not how bipolar or people that experience bipolar, their moods don't shift that often. You have your highs, you have your lows, you have the in-betweens. But more than likely, if you're living with bipolar, it is managed and you know how to live with it and you don't have 
those extreme high or lows as often. So stop calling the weather bipolar, please. It is not bipolar. The weather changes often in Colorado, and that's how we should really be talking about it. So we need to keep all of these things in mind is that I am a human being before any illness or diagnosis that I have. I wouldn't walk around and say, I am cancer. I wouldn't say that. I would say, I have cancer or I live with cancer. Or maybe my cancer is in remission, right? Like I'm not identified by my cancer. So that's where it's important that we start having person first language. I am always going to be a person before my illness or my diagnosis. And that's really important. And as we start to shift this verbiage that we're using as a society, it's going to become better. We're going to start breaking down the stigma. We're going to be able to start having these conversations on a daily basis because now I'm not labeled. It's just something that I experience. It's something that I live with. And you know what? I manage it. Or maybe I experienced it in the past. It's not something that I have to live with my entire life. And I think that's where a lot of the stigma and the challenges that come up is because people always assume that just because we're diagnosed with a, a disorder, an illness or a challenge, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't mean that that is going to be my identity for the rest of my life. Like I said, it's just like cancer. We don't have to live with cancer. It can be in remission. It can also go away completely. Like, how cool is that, right? It can come back, sure. Just like a mental illness. You may have experienced depression at one point in time in your life, and maybe you got on a really great medication. Or maybe you got through, you worked through whatever that challenge work was, and then now you don't have to be on medication. And maybe now you have a whole new outlook on life. And maybe that depression was something that happened a long time ago. Sure, maybe it'll come back every once in a while, or maybe it'll poke its ugly head out. But you know what? It doesn't define me. That doesn't have to be who I am. That doesn't have to be what I experience. So I invite you to change your language. Change your language around illnesses, diagnosis, and disorders. Because they don't have to define you. And you don't have to define nor label other people based off of that. We are all human. No matter our race, no matter our gender, no matter our color. And all of us can help change and remove the stigma within mental health. So let's practice. What do we do in a non-crisis situation? How, what do we say to people that might be experiencing depression or having an anxiety, or maybe they experience panic attacks? These are just some ideas 
Like, what do I say? Because I've had so many people over the years come to me and be like, Kelly, I have no idea. Like literally my husband just came to me and was like, I'm depressed and I have no idea what to say to him. What do I say, Kelly? What do I say? And so I throw out some of these, um, some of these phrases, right? So some might be like, I'd be more happy. I'd be more than happy to listen if there is anything you would like to talk about. We're planting the seeds. We're planting the seeds. We're creating the safe space for people to come and know that they can talk to you about whatever is going on. They may or may not open up and that's okay. We don't need to force. We don't need to threaten. We don't need to tell people that they have to go talk to somebody. You don't have to do any of that, but I can create a safe space for you. I can create this environment so that you feel like you can open up to me and I'm going to plant those seeds and let you know when you're ready, I'm here whenever you want to talk and I'm not going to judge you. There's no judgment. Judgment's free zone right here. Another great one would be, do you know what specifically is making you feel this way? And they may not. That's okay. But at least asking that question, the word specifically, helps their brain identify what might be triggering how they're feeling. And maybe they already know and they don't really want to tell you. And that's okay too. Remember, planting the seeds, planting the seeds. But at least we're asking the question. And we can pause. Pause after we ask that question. Silence is so powerful. It is the most powerful tool that you can use when trying to listen and or support someone who might be going through a mental health or suicide challenge suicidal ideations, or a mental health challenge. The pause, the silence, allow them the space to gather their thoughts, to really figure out what am I really feeling? What am I really thinking? Another great response could be, wow, that sounds really hard. Is there anything that I can do specifically to support you? Again, we're putting in that word specifically to get their brain to have a little more clarity around how maybe we could support them. And again, they may or may not know, and that's okay. We're just getting really curious. We want to understand. I want to know what you're going through. I I can never fully understand exactly what you're experiencing because I'm not you, nor will you ever know exactly what I am experiencing because you are not me. So just because we've been through a similar experience in the past does not mean that we're going to understand. We all experience things differently, whether it's a trauma whether it's a diagnosis or a challenge that happens or the suicidal thoughts that we have, we all experience them very different. All illnesses are different and we all experience them differently. Yes, we can group 
signs and symptoms into what it may be like or what it may look like, but you'll never truly know unless you're actually experiencing that. So how can I support you? How can I specifically support you? And then letting them know that it's okay to feel that way. It's absolutely okay. I feel sad. I feel mad. I feel happy. You know, there's so many emotions that we go through on a daily basis. And it's really nice when somebody finally validates our feelings. And not just brushes by them. Oh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm great. No, we don't need to be like two ships passing in the night and give our automatic response. Maybe I'm not okay. And maybe I just need somebody to listen without judgment, without giving me advice, and just allowing me to really get clear on the thoughts that are going through my head. That's important. It's also okay to say, I'm not sure how to respond. However, would you like me to talk, talk it through with you? Maybe they're a person like I am. I like to talk th things through. Like I, I really, that's how I process. And it, it may not come out the right way. It may come out really convoluted, but that's my so thought process as I'm talking through things and I'm figuring out like what's in my brain, what am I trying to say? And it's okay to ask them and maybe you don't know, right? Maybe you don't know what they're saying or what they're doing or whatever. That's okay. This isn't about you. It's about them. Keep that in mind. This conversation is not about you. It is about the person that needs your help and your support. Another thing you could ask is what would it mean for you if you were able to change fill in the blank. So what would it mean to you if you were able to change the way that you react to your anxiety attacks? What would it mean to you if you were able to change the, the place that you're living right now? What would it mean for you to change, be able to change this feeling of depression, right? Like there's a lot of things that we can insert Ask them that question. Again, they may or may not know, and that's okay. All right, some phrases that we don't want to use. <laughs> Get over it. Be a man or man up. Oh, don't say that, please. Please don't say these words. Telling people it's just a phase. <laughs> You'll get over it. It's fine. Don't cry or be so emotional. Stop being so dramatic. Man, this one comes out of my mouth. I am guilty. I am guilty of this phrase. But it is harmful to the people that you say it to. I'm not perfect either. Like, I don't just like sit around and write out these phrases and I'm like, man, I do this perfect, right? No, I am very guilty of at times saying these things because at times, I also don't have the mental capacity to help others, and that's okay too. So maybe you're not the right person to have these conversations at that moment. And sometimes people 
are being a little dramatic, right? So then we have these thoughts. Stop being so dramatic. But it is pretty harmful and it can be really harmful. So I will make a conscious decision to not utilize these words anymore. And that's what I ask you to do is just make a conscious decision to not allow these words to come out of your mouth. And if they do, that's okay. We're all human and we all make mistakes and we can all change the way that we show up on a daily basis. Um, so rub some dirt on it, not helpful. Uh, just breathe. So if somebody is actually experiencing an anxiety or a panic attack, don't tell them to breathe. They already know that they need to breathe and they already know that they can't breathe. So don't tell them to breathe. <laughs> if you ask them the question, what has helped you in the past, if they've experienced these before and they say breathing, okay, great. How about we breathe to how about we breathe together? Would that be okay? See how different that is than saying breathe, breathe. Oh my God, you're going to die. Breathe, right? Like we, as I, as I train all of my students, I love the analogy of a swan. If you think of a swan in, in the curriculum, it says duck, but I like a swan better. So if you think of a swan and a swan that is on a pond, right? Like they're all cool, calm, collected, just floating along the, the river, river. I don't know if ducks are, well, yeah, river, um, the pond, right? They're on that pond and they're just the swan. They're cool. But little do you know, underneath they're paddling, 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 paddling to stay afloat, right? That can be us. We can be the swan on the pond, and we can have these conversations with people and just be cool, calm, collected. But underneath, we're like, oh, my God, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, my God, I don't even know if I'm actually saying the right things. Oh, my God. You know, like there's so many things that can happen. But as long as we're that cool, calm, collected, confident swan, I promise you, you'll get through these. So also um, talking about Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month, we don't want to say they aren't serious about killing themselves. Every single, every single threat, every single attempt should be taken serious because you never know when it's that last time, the last time, the attempt, the last time, the threat, right? And if they continue to make these threats and the, have these attempts, then it's time to get professionals involved because now we need to figure out they may be using that as a coping strategy to get attention potentially. So let's find some good coping skills versus the bad coping skills. Also saying not my problem. <laughs> that is so horrible. Your problem. That's your problem. Or it's not my problem. Take some responsibility. So you can think of some of the other ones that you have heard over time, but these are just some ideas. And so I just wanted to share this briefly with you. And the last thing that I want to do just because it, well, I'm going to do two things and then I'm going to try to wrap this up. But since it is National Suicide Awareness um, Prevention Awareness and Prevention Month, I want to teach you how to ask the question. And this is something that we train in all of our classes across the board. 
how to ask the question. And so there's two statements or two sentences that you always want to use. And it's, are you going to kill yourself or are you thinking about suicide? Those are the only two phrases that you want to use. You always want to use, are you, are you going to kill yourself or are you thinking about suicide? Because it's very clear and very direct and it is absolutely okay to be very clear and very direct. If you say harming or hurting, those are very different than killing or thinking about suicide. So use these questions. And then if somebody says yes, so I would also say practice saying these questions. Come to one of our classes and let's practice together saying these questions or go off on your own and practice seeing these questions because you never know when you're going to have to use them. And it's really hard in the real world saying these. It's really hard actually in the training, the safe training environment to have to say these. So what do I do with it once I have that information? If they say yes, then we're going to want to figure out the how so have you thought about how you would kill yourself? So the how, the when, so have you decided when you will do it? And then the means or getting things, right? Have you, have you done anything to get the things you need to kill yourself, right? So we want the how, the when, and the means. Those are the three things that we want to know. And they may say yes, they may say no, they may not give you the right um, or the the thing that you're looking for, but at least you're asking the questions. And any time suicide is present, we we want to take it serious. Whether they say, "Oh yeah, a week from now, I'm gonna kill myself." No, 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 no. Like that doesn't mean that we're like, "Oh, good. Well, I got a whole week that I can go talk to somebody. It's fine. We got a week." No, no, no. You don't have a week. You don't have a week. Take it serious now. And then if they say no. We can go back to listening, take out the judgment, listen, give them that listening ear, use the power of silence. And then you can ask a question. I'm not sure what to say, but I am willing to listen. Would that be helpful? And then if they give you a yes, let's call 911 or call 988. 988 is a great number now in the U.S. that you can use. 988 gets you to the National Suicide um, Hotline or call the National Suicide Hotline or call text the crisis line. Get some help. You don't have to do this yourself. Get some help. Um, and or I just said this, but reach out to a cry, reach out to a crisis response team um, or engage the appropriate professional help. So. These are a couple things. And then the last slide I want to show you is all of the contacts. Um, if you don't have these, you can go to bccevolution.org and on our resource tab, you will find all of these numbers listed there. So we have the 988, which just recently came out this year. Hallelujah. Thank you. Um, so dial 998. That gets you to the National Suicide Crisis um, Hotline. Um, at least in Colorado, the same people that run the National Suicide um, Prevention Lifeline are the same that answer the 988. Um, so that is really good to know. 
Um, you can also text. You can text home. You can actually text anything, really, to 741-741. And that connects you to a crisis counselor 24-7. Maybe you're not a person that likes to call. Text. Text. There's also a veterans crisis line. One, one of the demographics that we serve is veterans and military. So there is a specific line for veterans. And again, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline and or there are many, many, many other resources. There's a domestic abuse line. There is um, a Spanish line. There's a lot more lines that can be found on bccevolution.org underneath our resource tab. So I'm going to take this down and see if I can bring myself back up. All right. So I hope that was really useful. I hope that was good information that that I'm able to give you as we wrap up um, Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month, which is September. Um, if you want to learn, like this is just a short little tiny snippet of what we go through in our Breaking the Cycle of Trauma Master Education Program. We also go through some of this, um, little tiny parts of it, in our mental health first aid training also. So whichever course you choose to take, would be great, right? Like it's all about education. It's all about getting you the information, the practical knowledge that you can use, um, that you can use on a daily basis. So, um, hopefully this was helpful. Let me know, drop me a comment, say yes, Kelly. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for giving me this information. I totally want to take your class or <laughs> no, that was not helpful at all. Why did you even waste my time? <laughs> Whatever you want to tell me, drop it in the comments. I would love to hear from you. And I want to just thank you all for being alive. You are very special and you matter. And I know I bring a lot of guests on this this show because I want to give you the resources, um, the information to these incredible humans that are across the globe that can help you no matter what you're going through. Um, I am here too. I do this on a daily basis. This is my main priority. This is my main job is bringing all these amazing resources to you through BCC Evolution. Um, and I am so thankful that this has been my journey, not a journey that I ever expected to be following, but the most important and impactful and purpose-driven journey that I have ever been on in my lifetime. And I am so blessed to be able to share this space with you our audience and with all of our guests that we have had on in the previous episodes. So go back and watch um, starting at one. We're up to 41 now, which is really, really cool. And you can be a guest too on this awesome show. Um, if you want to become a guest in the comments below, also, there's a lot of information how you go about that. You can actually send us an email at support at bccevolution.com 
www.ghostbusters.org. Um, but go check out our website too. There's a lot of resources on there. Um, I know a couple weeks ago I shared with you our new pillars, which are really, really cool that we're going to really strive to live by. And keep in mind that BCC Evolution is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And so we need your help. The reason that we bring you all this education, the reason why we bring you all of these resources, all of these guests, and all of this information is because that's what we do. That is what that is our basis. Our basis, the one thing is education. We really truly believe in that and we need your support. So with a $20 donation or more per month, you get these super awesome shirts that I wear like every single week. <laughs> I know there's been a couple weeks that I didn't, but um, I tried to showcase it um, if I didn't wear it, but you've seen it a million times. You see it every time I do I do mental health Mondays. So um, go grab your shirt. And again, with a $20 donation or more per month, you get an awesome shirt. Um, with a $45 donation or more, you actually get a shirt and a tumbler. Like we have some super cool uh, warrior for mental health tumblers. And you can show the world that you support mental health and that you are a warrior. So go grab yours today. And again, don't forget to mash down that subscribe or the follow button or wherever you are watching this, because the more people that we can get watching this, the more people we can really um, bring resources to across the globe. So share it with your friends, tell all your friends about it and bring them in. And we will catch you next Monday on Mental Health Mondays at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. All right, y'all. Bye.